And now, on with the show. Said, recommend things that are good, but Keith recommended something that was bad, and you guys said that I recommended something that was bad, so I don't think that that thing that you said is true. Yeah, it's close enough. I mean, it's close enough. I feel like we've all recommended something bad at some point or another, but <laughs> I mean, David did recommend something really, really fucking bad. I didn't yeah, recommend Green Hornet. Horrible. horrible. <laughs> was that last week? I don't know. I don't even. I've, I've, however long ago it was that it was bad. Oh, Judge Dredd. It was Judge Dredd. Yeah, and it was bad. At least it existed to get the better <laughs> remake. It did. Like, we had to have that to get the good one. And it was good. I want more. I want more Carl Urban. I do too. Anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about Judge Dredd this week. We did that already. That's old news. Uh, we're here yeah. to talk about new stuff, stuff that's good, stuff you should watch. No theme this week, so we're going to just kick it off. David, uh, you, you start. You start with your, your floofy foo-foo show. Wait, which you want me to start with the, the froofy flu-flu show? Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> with mine, right. tarts, and, and sugars, and powders, and whatnot. Um, well, I, I guess I'm going to be fucking pigeonholed into <laughs> just making this my first recommendation. Do whatever you want. I don't care. You saving it for um, the last. This was like, this was your, your swan song. You know what? I, I just, I like to wing it a little bit. Maybe I'm <laughs> feeling, maybe I'm feeling a little loose, whatever this week. My first <laughs> fucking recommendation is, uh, the great British bake off. Um, alternatively the great British baking show. Um, cause uh, I'm seeing both come up here on the same page. So, uh, uh, both will get you there. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and just go recommend the, the, the plain old original series. Um, now like I didn't navigate uh, anyway, it's on Netflix. I'll tell you this real quick. 12 amateur bakers compete against each other to win the title of the greatest British baker in the successful series, the great British bake off. Each round sees an aspiring baker eliminated until finally the winner gets selected from the remaining contestants. Their skills on all the baking essentials like cakes, breads, pastries, and desserts are tested in each round, and the difficulty increases as the competition unfolds. The judges are set to taste all the goods created and carefully the goods created carefully by the contestants, and the audience is able to follow all the trials and tribulations with a wholesome twist. Um my roommates have been watching this show and I've been uh, very much enjoying it while I'm sitting here playing Valheim. Uh, Matt Lucas and Noel Fielding are fucking hilarious. They are top notch comics and, and watching them host this, this baking show, this very British baking show. I am, I am very hooked to this show that I was not even intending to watch. Yeah, I, I I agree with you that these two got that that they're hilarious comics. They get to do a little bit of their because they've done like several sketch comedy shows in Britain. I'm pretty sure and they're they're funny dudes. So it's it's good. I really uh, like I'm, cooking competition shows. Yeah, big big fan as well. Uh, I get told to watch this one a lot because I run a bakery. So everybody's like, "Oh, have you seen the British Baking Show?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, I fucking watched it, bro. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, I have. Um, so is that it? Is that it? That's all you got? That's all you want of me is to watch this baking show? It's all my life is to you is just one big bakery? Well, you, you don't but, like the shit that I bake here? You think, <laughs> you think I could do better? 
<laughs> what are you trying to say? Notes, bro? <laughs> but yeah, this is a good show. It's it's very entertaining for sure. It's a little more serious. I'm more a fan of uh of Nailed It on Netflix. I have not seen that one. That's where they just take a bunch of people who've never baked anything in their lives and force them to make ma- to try to recreate masterpieces in like oh, an man. hour. Brutal. Okay. Sounds pretty pretty good. You're right. It it is a little bit more, uh, um, v- quite a bit more polite. I I do it's like uh, British. It's more British. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gordon Ramsay's British, right? And he's, uh, he's he's a meanie. Have you seen his actual British cooking shows? He's far nicer. Yeah, he's way fuck. Well, because they don't fucking turn up the dial for the Americans, because we're sitting over here on our fat asses munching our Cheetos, like I want to see him make that guy cry. Anyway. Oh, right. my balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you like the, the prim and proper British baking show, David. It's nice. It's a surprise. It's very good. And the shit Where is it? Me. Netflix? Yeah. Plus, all of its variants are also there, I think, right? Yeah, they're all done. Right on. There's a lot of this show to watch. Uh, cool. Well, check out the great British baking show on Netflix. Keith, why don't you go? All right, I'll go. Uh... I've kind of got a little mini theme uh, accidentally with with my two movies. Uh, I'll start off with this film on Hulu out of 2006. It is Blood Diamond starring, um, what's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio and Jaiman Hansu. It's also got Jennifer Connelly in it. Nice. But um, this movie's really good. I I, I really like this movie because Leo really kind of opens up in this one i don't I, I feel like he was he was such an underrated actor for so long even though he appeared in so many things he he got the titanic thing going for him and then everybody kind of wrote him off as the titanic guy but i think this one just really opened up his 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 range as an actor um he plays a south african mercenary and he meets up with um jaiman hansu's character who is uh, a slave uh, hunted for diamonds and other gems, and he finds a big fat one. And this could be life-changing for him and for Leo. So they work together to try and get this diamond into the right hands and get them the fuck out of this war-driven country. So um, you guys watch this, right? You've, you've seen this movie? Have you, uh, I think David said he, he got through a little bit of it. Did you ever see this one before, David? I, I never got the chance to see this before. I I remember when it came out, it was hugely popular. And I mean, the the subject comes up from time to time. So it's usually mentioned when that when that comes up, uh, because it does uh, touch on those issues. Uh, you know, how much uh, America consumes in these these conflict diamonds and how detrimental they are to the the well-being of the people who are forced to mine them. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's. It's not like a a super upbeat movie. I will say yeah. there there are happy moments for sure. Yeah. Fuck those millennials for ruining the diamond industry. Right. Right, guys. Some bitches. Yeah, fucking assholes. You go eat your avocado toast and do gig work. Fuck the beers. <laughs> what all what about the bears? Eat avocado toast and gig work. <laughs> and anyway, check it out. What time? It's a great movie. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great performance by Leonardo DiCaprio. You and are Jaiman Hansu. I thought I thought he was great too. This is one of his, I think, one of his earlier, at least, uh, American films. I don't I don't remember seeing him too much 
before this in, in bigger roles. This was a pretty big role for him, and I think yeah, this was a, a damn good role for him. I was I was gonna say that as well. I, I've seen him quite a bit, but it's always in quite a bit smaller roles. Yeah. Because I, I know what your theme is. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, uh Blood Diamond came out the same year as uh one of our picks from two weeks ago, the departed. Whoa. Neat. Oh, no. Neat. So check out Blood Diamond currently streaming. Oh, oh. Currently streaming. It's my phone. Sorry, guys. Fucking unprofessional, man. Oh, whatever. You know what? I thought we were professional we on this show. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. We don't have sponsors. <laughs> Please sponsor us. <laughs> Watch this movie that Keith said on that place. He said it's on Hulu. Ooh, I think. Yep. Yep. Hulu. Cool. I'll go now. I guess. Uh, my first pick this week is going to be a documentary that's uh, really quite new, currently uh, currently airing on HBO, um, called Q, Into the Storm. It's a six-part series that charts a labyrinthine journey to unmask the mastermind behind QAnon, revealing how the anonymous character known only as Q uses conspiracy theories and information warfare to game the internet, hijack politics, and manipulate people's thinking. Um, it, like I said, it just started... It's six parts total. They've been airing two episodes a week. Um, so there's only four episodes available to watch right now. But the final two episodes come out uh, this Sunday. So it shouldn't be long before you can watch the whole thing. Um, we started watching this, Laura and I. And it's really drug us in. We watched the first two back to back. And then Sunday, the other two came out. We watched those back to back. It's a really engrossing story so far. Um, utterly fascinating. Tr- charting the origins of Q all the way back from like Usenets and conspiracy thinking all the way through the formation of 4chan and 8chan and like where it came from, how it's been evolving, like the people who are involved in it, like this like whole YouTube cottage industry that's sprung up around it to perpetuate this conspiracy theory. Uh, it's pretty in depth and I'm really hoping that by the end of it, they have a pretty good idea of who the hell is behind all of this. Uh, have you guys had a chance to check this one out? I got to watch the first episode, and and I think it really shines a giant giant beacon of light on uh, how HBO is a deep state operative, and it's just feeding propaganda down our throats. <laughs> no, this is yeah, great. I'm, I'm really excited to watch more of this show. I need to bring my wife along to watch some of this because she would really dig on this. It really, like you said, is a deep dive into those origins. They talk to so really interesting people, the the creators of 8chan and and stuff like that that are that have this weird relationship with Q, you know, and it's it's very interesting to humanize this very weird entity that is that is QAnon, you know. And I'm I'm fascinated and I'm I want more. So I'm I'm ready to watch a whole bunch of this show. David, did you have a chance to dive in at all? Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the first episode as well. And and you know, outside of that, I've been sort of peripherally following this movement just because I'm morbidly fascinated with I I, I, I saw I, yeah. I mean, and that's what it is. It's it there these people are are cultishly fanatic and 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 the motivated reasoning into this deluded state is is astounding to watch. Um I, I saw a meme that kind of summed it up that uh, Q is the bat signal for dipshits. And it's like, <laughs> oh. I, yeah. <laughs> you know what the messed up part is, is there's a lot of really smart people who've fallen into this too. Like it's not just 
it's not just dipshits and that's the scary part you know and and that is the funny thing is is that intelligent people are just that much more adept at at reasoning themselves into these insane delusions sometimes because you're right i have met personally met i mean growing up in the church i have personally met some people that are like sharp as a fucking tack but nuts is all get out you know and it's like what what went wrong what what right. happened here i know people right now in my personal life that um that are scarily close to believing everything that is is being said in in this show and it, it's terrifying i'll tell you watching these educated um kind smart people uh get completely wrapped up in some fucking wacky shit man this isn't normal like i i don't know i guess none of these conspiracies are really normal but this is this is just a wacky off the wall shit that brings in other conspiracies and like gobbles them up to bring them all together into this one conspiracy and it's terrifying man to watch it all just hurricane together you know it's a modge podge of conspiracy theories that just work so well together and and the movement's growing because of it like the more pieces they put together the wackier they get and the the scarier it gets yeah for sure um so check out the documentary it's really good i mean some of the the people behind this are also utterly fascinating just as people like the watkins the dad and the son very Jim fascinating watkins Man, listening like to him, strange guys like listening to Ron Watkins. Talk, he's clearly a, a smart guy and just very, uh, he's so almost androidic in his neutrality. You know, yeah. he's so weird. It's odd. It's almost yeah. off putting how neutral of a person he is. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's a, a really crazy story. I'm really looking forward to the conclusion. Uh, so check out Q Into the Storm, currently airing on HBO. Uh, first four episodes are right now available on HBO Max. David, speaking of conspira- uh, conspiracy theories, uh, what do you got for your, your second pick? Is that why you fucking strong-armed me so you could just daisy-chain these? Yeah, man, because I like, a little bit of you again. I like a little flow in the show. And you can't <laughs> trust you with the, to have the foresight to, to flow it along. So I'm going to force you. Yeah, you're going to get pigeonholed. <laughs> you're going to get shoved in the corner. I'm going to put you right in the corner just like baby. Nobody puts baby in the corner. All right. My second pick this week is uh, another conspiracy theory documentary uh, on Netflix. It is Behind the Curve. It's a 2018 documentary film about flat earth believers in the United States. Directed by Daniel J. Clark. The film was released in the United States and uh, on Netflix. Uh, the documentary details ideas of the flat earth from different perspectives, including prominent flat earthers, Mark Sargent and Patricia Steer, as well as astrophysicists from universities, including UCLA and Caltech. Um, You know, this is, like I said, I'm morbidly fascinated with conspiracy theories in general and and sort of uh, cultish fanatic movements, and flat earth is another one of them. Um, I also very much appreciate the tongue-in-cheek name of the of the series it's it uh i i love it it's hilarious the tongue-in-cheek shooting style of this entire documentary the way they edit it and cut it like what was it the one guy that hits golf balls with the hammer he's like i don't know 
one of us that lives in his mom's basement and then it cuts straight to mark Sargent, and it's fucking perfect <laughs> and just like as as they're filming the guys that are trying to do the experiment with the gyroscope and then the guy's like you know if this experiment goes this way it do, it just doesn't bode well for us and they just kind of linger on his face for too long and, and it's it like then you are almost there you so the, almost got it, man. It's got to be something else. It's got to be a problem with the machine, man. Why else would it produce the exact result exact. that would prove we're wrong? Your the exact 20, result. Spent 20, 20 grand. Dollar gyroscope. Must be fucked up, man. Is that? Did you get that off Wish? Did you get that $20,000 gyroscope <laughs> off Wish? God damn it, dude. Almost spit take. <laughs> almost got me. Ooh, that was a close one. Almost wound up with... with water all over the place i it's just it's hilarious if it weren't so utterly deeply fucking terrifying uh about like a comment on the state of our society it would be absolutely hilarious and since i'm an a, like a hard nihilist i i think it's absolutely hilarious that's uh, that's the way i go looking at it on rotten tomatoes it has a 66 percent audience score why are the flat earthers like going at it in droves yeah. and just like downvoting it? Because I almost guarantee that. <laughs> I don't know. Even at that, it should have a higher number because this is a good documentary for one. Like documentary watchers should like this movie just as a documentary. But the story itself is also really good. Uh, the the people that they follow are fucking wacky as hell. What's the uh, score for Q? Do you get- have you did you look at the i didn't, I didn't oh, look it uh, up. yeah so it's got a 98 percent uh critic score and like a 62 percent audience score i'm okay. telling you man don't, don't underestimate these are two groups that are based on the internet they are they that is where they coalesce that is where they thrive this is where this is an environment that they know how to exist in and it's, any documentary on their group that is any sort of critical is going to have poor audience ratings it's internet boomers too so they send out a fucking email chain that's like go downvote yeah. this and they go they all go do it like the fucking drones they are it's, it's funny um, <laughs> it, it's just that uh, what i really like about this documentary is and this is something i was talking about earlier is they bring in um mental health experts psychiatrists and stuff like that to talk to them about kind of the mental state of what these people are going through and why they're believing in these stuff, how they're uh, choosing to believe in this stuff. So I really like that take a lot. Um, they're not just pointing a finger and going, haha, it's not all gas, no brakes type of thing. Yeah. Um, they're really trying to get to the root and the core of why do these people believe in this stuff? And it's, yeah. in, it's an interesting film in that, in that regard. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I think yeah, the, the, the socio-psychological reasons behind it yes i think that the closest that they get to making fun of the movement in any way is when they interview the the caltech scientists who are just sort of flabbergasted that this is a thing yeah a little astounded but they they never they don't i mean they're not respectful about them they're not they're not showing any sort of deference but they're not disrespectful about any individuals they they're they're pointing at critical flaws in this in these bad ideas well it's not john oliver or bill maher or anything like that where they're literally pointing down at them and going ha ha you're dumb they're they're just letting these people talk you know and uh it's 
they they let them kind of play the joke on themselves. There's so many points in this film where they almost get it. They almost get it. They almost understand that this piece of machinery is doing its right job. They almost understand that they're part of the conspiracy theory and, and the conspiracy theory isn't working against them. They're right on the cusp. And that's kind of the, the overarching joke of all of this is they, they just want so hard to believe in this stuff that they cannot be turned from. No, I will say the characters, the people they're they're fun. It's really interesting to watch. I really wanted yep. Mark and Patricia to get together. No, it is yep. a lot more fun loving than than Q into the storm. That's for damn sure. These people yeah, are not I, as scary flat, as that. The flat earthers are like the the smiley, cuddly conspiracy theorists as it, it, in relation to the Q tards. Those people are dangerous. I think yeah. on its face, but like as this movement does get bigger, um, there is an all gas no breaks where he goes to one of these things and. Probably a third of them are Nazi assholes that think the Nazis went to the the wall, oh, yeah. the ice wall, and and are tunneling their way out, and there are saviors. So um, there are some uh, I don't know sects of of flat earthers that are pretty fucked up as well. Yeah, for sure. They don't really touch on that in this movie, though. There's good people on both sides, you know. Yeah. The, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's bad. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> check it out. Behind the Curve, currently streaming on Netflix. Uh, Keith, go for it. All right, that's me. So this next movie is also from early 2000s. Uh, it has shit critic reviews, but uh, that's to be expected. And this is probably one of my favorite DC comic movies. And this one is on HBO Max. It is Constantine, Constantine starring... Keanu Reeves. I mean, how do you go wrong with that? You also get a young Shia LaBeouf in there and uh, Rachel Weiss, and also a little bit of Jaimin Hansu action as Papa Midnight. And I, I do love him as that character. Um, this is this is a cool uh, comic movie because it it was kind of before the the big Marvel outburst, so it has a different feel to it. Um, I really like the depiction. So Constantine is is this guy that uh, he has kind of the ability to pick out angels and demons walking among us. He has special abilities that way. He's uh, had it his whole life. He's really fucked up in the head. And it's it's a really cool, interesting anti-hero that, that they've come up with that is kind of stuck in purgatory before he's damned to hell. So it's it's darker for sure, um, but I I kind of like that in my my superhero movies a lot of the time. So you guys have seen this movie, right? Um, probably a bunch of times. This this came out while we were still in high school. It I think was this is the right the two thousand five. This is the year That's David cool. graduated. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, just go ahead and give that information away. You're <laughs> what, like. <laughs> Thanks for what? thanks for publishing that on the internet for me. You're you're welcome. It's not like you're <laughs> not getting on Facebook and like hate bashing Christians and stuff. So, like, <laughs> are you still Facebook banned? By the way, <laughs> how many days are you in jail? I was uh, so sad because I found a couple of threads I really wanted you to go and flame people on, but I, 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 you're still banned. 
every once in a while I open it up and I like scroll through stuff. I had to unfollow the pages because I'd see a <laughs> comment and it's like, fucking. Ah, <laughs> um, anyway, no, Constantine, the movie. We're <laughs> this is a great movie. I saw it a lot. I've watched. I I really enjoy this movie. Um, and I feel like you watched this movie based on our conversation a week or two ago. Uh, because I definitely threw this out as a recommendation about you didn't even example. bring. I, I threw what, this one out. You what, didn't even you, mention this movie. I mentioned well, I was this definitely movie, thinking about it. I, I was it. definitely <laughs> thinking about it because it is a great movie. It is. It's fantastic. Um, and you know it, uh, Peter Stormare, my fucking fantastic devil. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, so good, man. I <laughs> I really enjoyed that whole scene. Um, no, I, I this a it's a great movie. It's is for sure worth a, another watch. Tilda Swinton too, like she's she's great in every role. The whole you cast give her, is really fantastic. I love her depiction of Gabriel. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I liked this movie when we were in high school. I, I didn't have a chance to revisit it, but I do remember watching it in the theaters and, and thinking it was just the coolest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, Gavin Rossdale is Balthazar. Yep, I forgot Gavin Rossdale was in it. My God, yeah. It's it's so like just random too. Random, right? especially for the time. But I think yeah. he was not known for acting yeah. at all. Yeah, is he at all now? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that's why I was like fucking Gavin Ross. Like, I don't think anything's changed. <laughs> he actually does pretty pretty well. Like, there's a couple of weird. Is he like, in anything he, else? What I don't know, uh, but I just mean in Constantine, he does pretty well. Like, oh yeah, he, he plays Balthazar pretty pretty well. He did. I, I really like the depiction of hell and heaven as just these kind of mirrors of our world. You know, it's they did a good job at that. Yeah, I I mean that hellscape and just like that ever blowing wind, it it looked awful. It looks uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Uh, where's that one streaming? HBO. HBO. Check out Constantine currently streaming on HBO Max. Uh, I guess that leads. Oh shit! Drop something super profesh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I got the last one. My my second recommendation this week is the. Damn it, David. All you do is interrupt. I didn't. I I put it in our private chat so that I wouldn't interrupt. Yeah, but I got focus. a little beep and it threw me off. It derailed me. Zero in here, Tiger. You need to you need to nut up and and focus and be professional. <laughs> like Eyes forward. Tracks. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gonna keep going somehow. My second recommendation is the FX original series Snowfall. <laughs> anyway, Snowfall. That's where we are. Uh, description synopsis ah here we go set in 1983 los angeles where the crack cocaine epidemic is about to hit and change countless lives franklin saint is a drug dealer striving to rise through the ranks of his drug organization and gain more power um so basically it's about this this young black kid who lives in 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 compton i believe or it might be inglewood i don't know anyway um who south central yeah he introduces crack cocaine into uh la and it basically the story of how the CIA funneled cocaine from South America into um, into the into the U.S. in order to fund the war uh, with the con with to fund the Contras fighting the Nicaraguan government, the left wing Nicaraguan government. Um, I don't know. It's a really engrossing show. It's based on a broadly true story. Um, 
we said you meet a CIA agent who's running this all behind the scenes. Um, the people, you know, introducing the drug and kind of causing all of this chaos and addiction and gang violence and stuff in LA. Um, kind of the whole, the whole pipeline along the way. It's a really cool show. Uh, it's made really well. The story is, is entertaining. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's good. Did you guys, do you guys jump in on this one? Yeah, I got to watch that first episode and I'm itching for more. I almost just kind of bailed on watching one of our other picks just to watch more of this, but I was, I was good and I, I watched other things, but I, I didn't even know the show existed and that first episode really sucked me in. I'm, I'm ready for more. Yeah. It's a really good gritty kind of crime drama. David, did you, did you watch it? I know I told you before the recording that I watched everything this week, but uh, this was in my blind spot because I, I are I a liar on it. Yeah, apparently. Cause I, I was confident when I was like, yeah, I watched everything. And then <laughs> I pulled up the list and I was like, fuck, I didn't watch snowfall. Shit. Um, no, I, 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 I need to go check this one out. It's uh, good, man. I'm, I'm really digging it. Um, like you said, it has that grittiness, but it also, it kind of has that, I don't know, groovy lightheartedness of the time, you know? Right. Um, this it's, you're is in this the, the hood. time that you're, they you're were, in t- South- is this, sorry, a t- is this when they're talking about when they say make America great again? Like, is this when they want to go back to? Is it? I mean, probably for some of them. Probably, probably for those people. people in this yeah. story. Um, okay. But, you know, it, it's, it is, it, it gives a little slice of different parts of LA for sure. Like this, this kid, the, the main character, he's, he's kind of well known in, in his own neighborhood, which is in South Central. And he goes to school in in the white neighborhood. So he's got this, uh, what what is it called? They they did an episode of of Big Mouth about it. It's a switch where you where where he goes into white people mode and and oh right yeah um it, it's it's interesting watching all that happen and and watching him wheel and deal with with everybody because he's a really smart kid and he he knows what he's doing. He's just getting out into the wrong shit. Yeah, it's uh it's really good. Everyone should check it out. Um, FX has been killing it with their dramas now for for years, especially their crime dramas, and this one just kind of keeps it going. It's uh four seasons current. The fourth season is currently airing. Dang, uh, that's a lot. Have any intention of stopping. I'm sure it'll get at least another season or two before they wrap it up. Um, and that's like good. Said, that means I get to binge it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Keep it going. Uh, it's on Hulu, where everything FX is right now. So definitely go and check it out. It's it's fantastic. Uh, that's it, I think. Right? That's all of our all of our picks. We did it. That's all I got. David's trying to derail me more. Hey, David, name what? something that people shouldn't watch. Um, your sad dev. I, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I I was gonna try and like really drive it home but i i ran out of words i i i'm tired tonight i'm sorry no you went for it at least you tried you failed utterly uh i don't know i don't have anything uh any i don't think we've come up with any warnings of stuff not to watch this week so um let's make that like a only if we come across it kind of thing because we yeah. just we're feeling too much pressure to watch bad stuff you guys yeah i don't want that i don't want to watch bad stuff i'm here to tell you guys about good stuff to watch yeah. You guys don't want to watch bad stuff, so watch our how, good stuff. How about this? How about the okay? Join our Discord. How about you propose a couple uh, segment like ways that we could fill up this this back spot in the show? Yeah. Instead of like when we don't have poop, maybe we uh, maybe we do another thing. 
Yeah. Come in and tell us. Some other kind of little thing. That's good. That's a good idea. I like that, David. Shoving all responsibility for our our professional podcast onto our listeners so that we don't have to actually do stuff. Take our responsibility. That's my <laughs> that's my kind of thinking. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you on this. A good manager knows how to delegate. Exactly. To people who don't work for us. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best kind of delegation. What are you talking? <laughs> you know, you're bad at this all around. Um, well, I'll just throw in another thing to watch then, right? Because Godzilla versus Kong just came out on HBO Max uh, Man, two I'm days ago as of the airing of this show. And I watched it. Go. And it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a fantastic kaiju monster movie. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for it. It, um, you know, it's no worse plot wise than any of the other three that came before it. So, if you enjoyed those, check this one out. It's really fucking good. Do they go balls deep? They go balls deep with the fighting. Is it or is it too much fluff? No, man, it's monsters on monsters. Okay. There's, I mean, there's always the Pacific the Rim was too story. much fluff. I want robots fighting kaiju. I don't want all that fucking fluff. So no. I, that's what I was worried about with this one is that they just go all fluff and no monsters fighting. I mean, you watched uh, Skull Island and King yeah. of the Monsters, right? Yeah. So it, it's it's about the same for both okay. of those. That's as good. Both of those, you know, there, there's always a human side. Um, I liked this one Ew, better. Humans, monsters for sure. Yeah, that one wasn't my favorite out of out of all of them that I've watched so far. That one's probably at the bottom of the totem pole, but still not bad. I mean, you it's bad, but not bad. Was, and maybe you'll agree, but it suffered from from dark movie syndrome. Yeah, where it's just like every fight was in the dark, like at nighttime. And I'm sure it saves a lot of money on CGI to do it that way. But man, it makes for a bad movie, especially when you got giant monsters fighting each other. Everything was black. It was like it was shot by the people that shot the prequel Star Wars movies. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, Godzilla versus Kong has some some decent daytime battles. Excellent. So check that out. That's only up for a month. So April 30th, that goes away. Um, so if you want to watch it, watch it. Go. Hurry. Go. Don't even listen to our what outro. What are you waiting for? Right because this is Weekend Watch. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, uh, Discord. We have a Discord. Come and talk to us, like David said, and do the things he told you to do. Uh, also, we have a website, threeguysoneup.com, and on that website, you can find a link to our Patreon where you can sign up, give us $5 a month so we can keep producing this wonderfully epic content. Uh, that'd be cool. And that's it. Super I don't know anything else. Is that a, did I hit everything? That's it. That's all of them. That's all of it. Oh, all check out our other show, Three Guys One Up, where we talk about video games and stuff. Shit. Shit. Yeah. So with that, see you all next week. Good night. Bye. Bye. Oh, Keith, you have to end it. Oh, shit. I forgot. That's me. Uh, Goodbye.